What's up, everyone? This is Hannah with the Healthy Charleston Podcast. I am a physical therapist here in Charleston, and I am the new host of this podcast. This podcast is meant to give you the correct health and fitness information, along with spreading awareness of all of the different health and fitness professionals here in Charleston. I love being able to use this podcast as a way to meet all of those around me that are trying to make the world a better place. And my mission as a PT is to educate people and to empower them to take ownership and control of their health. This is season three of the podcast. You can find us on Instagram at Healthy Charleston. Otherwise, thank you so much for listening. Enjoy the show. You. Thanks so much for listening to the show. This podcast is sponsored by Made to Move Physical Therapy, and we believe that movement is medicine. If you have been dealing with pain that's preventing you from doing what you love, and if you're looking for a healthcare provider to help you meet your goals, then go to madetomovept.com slash contact us. That two is the number two. Fill out the form and reference the Healthy Charleston podcast. Listeners get 10% off their first session. Welcome back, everyone, to the Healthy Charleston Podcast. This is your host, Hannah Briel, and on today's episode, we have Phil Palmer from Warrior Wad. Warrior Wad is a nonprofit that prioritizes exercise and nutrition as the leading prescription for veterans recovering from PTSD. So Phil is a local of Charleston. He's a member of the Charleston fitness community, and Phil tells us his story as a Marine, being deployed as a 22-year-old, and coming home years later with PTSD and invisible wounds. Through fitness, Phil transformed his life, and he's now on a mission to empower veterans to recover from invisible wounds by funding their fitness journey. So we talk about his journey in the military and then what ultimately led him to create Warrior Wad. They actually celebrated their first year anniversary as a nonprofit last week. And if you or anyone you know is a veteran or struggling with mental health or PTSD through Warrior Wad, you get six months of a free gym membership and nutrition coaching, and you're paired with a veteran mentor to coach you and guide you along your journey. So June is PTSD Awareness Month, and June 27th is PTSD Awareness Day. In honor of that, Warrior Watt is hosting an upcoming virtual CrossFit competition. The weekend of June 24th to 27th, there's three workouts, teams of two, either male-male or female-female teams. So grab a partner. If you want to support, click the link in the show notes and sign up. Huge thank you to Phil for coming out, for being on the podcast, for sharing his story, and for sharing his passion with, for Warrior Wad with us. Everyone, thank you for listening, and enjoy the show. All right, everyone, welcome back to the Healthy Charleston Podcast. On today's episode, we are talking all about Warrior Wad, which is a nonprofit that prioritizes exercise and nutrition as the leading prescription for veterans recovering from PTSD. So we have the founder and executive director, Phil Palmer, here today. Welcome, Phil. Hey, I appreciate you uh, having us here today. Yeah, so he's here to tell us all about Warrior Wad, why he started it, how it got started, and what they do for veterans. So let's just start with what is Warrior Wad? Yeah, so I think your intro was pretty spot on. You know, we prioritize exercise and nutrition as a leading prescription for veterans recovering from PTSD. Um, you know, I am not a doctor, so I will never uh, discredit or credit uh, the way that the VA handles um, veterans currently. But I know for a fact that adding exercise and nutrition only complements their care plan. And, and so we're looking to help veterans recover uh, quicker uh, and also get ahead of the suicide rates, uh, the obesity rates, and uh, the substance abuse uh, that we see in veterans. And so it's kind of a larger problem than just PTSD uh, that we're trying to solve. But I truly, truly believe it's through exercise and nutrition that we can make a positive impact. Yeah, there's a a lot, you know, we're coming off of Memorial Day and there's a lot of nonprofits. There's a lot of newer organizations all for veterans. Yeah. I think which just shows how much we really need to focus on them. Like and how little we have until now. Yep, yep. And a lot of those, of course, you know, we're in the CrossFit community, so we're seeing all of that. Um, but it seems like a lot of them are really centered around like 
coaching, life coaching, health coaching, exercise, nutrition, just approaching it differently than yeah. they've been treated in the past. Right, right. Yeah. So you said you, you approach things with exercise and nutrition. What does that really look like for the veteran? Yeah, so any veteran that comes into our uh, program uh, and, and gets accepted, we will give them a six-month gym membership. Um, and I don't care what gym it is. I'm a avid CrossFitter. I believe in the CrossFit uh, methodology. Uh, but if a veteran comes to us and say, hey, Orange Theory is what I want to do, mm-hmm. or High Low is what I want to do, or F45 is what I want to do, or even Jiu-Jitsu or Pilates, if that is what's going to get them to the point where they're on their journey to recovery, then we're going to pay for that gym membership. Um, at the same time, we'll pair them up with a virtual uh, certified nutrition coach. Uh, and, and so they'll have six months of that as well. The last piece, and I think it is the linchpin that kind of holds everything together, is a fellow veteran that has walked a mile in their shoes is going to uh, continue to walk the journey with them uh, so that they have accountability and camaraderie. So, so really just like setting them up with six months of a gym, six months of nutrition, yeah. and a coach and a guide throughout the whole process. Absolutely, yeah. And, and the idea is, is that at the end of the six months that they bought into this new lifestyle enough that they can continue the journey on their own. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one of the things that we will not do is at the end of the six months, if that veteran still needs our assistance, we're not turning them away. We'll continue to work with them, but we found that six months is a good uh, timeline to build that habit and change their lifestyle in a positive way. Yeah, you can do a, a lot in six months yep. for sure, especially yep. with a gym membership and a nutrition coach oh, and yeah. a, a coach coach too. Oh, yeah. So when did you start Warrior Wad? June 1st of last year. Oh, wow. So... Uh, Tomorrow's our anniversary. Oh my gosh, you're right. Yeah. yeah, congrats. Yeah, we're super excited about yeah. it. Um, it's been a whirlwind. Uh, we got our 501c3 in October. And then uh, starting this year, we started applying for grants. Uh, hoping that some of them come in positive yeah. for us. Uh, but we're so new that it's an interesting do- dilemma that we face. Um Funding bodies uh, that that award grants, they want to see results to give funding. But you need funding to give to results. Give results. And, and so we're in that kind of uh, chicken before the egg or egg before mm-hmm. the chicken uh, dilemma. And, and we're overcoming that because we are self-funding it at this point. At some point, we hope that it transitions and uh, we can scale this at a larger size uh, because we have the backings of various different funding mm-hmm. sources. Yeah, it's interesting. You always hear about nonprofits, but you never really hear about how they got started. Yeah. And every nonprofit starts from one person being super passionate and willing enough to fund it and run it by themselves. Yeah, yeah. And then and wait for funding. Yep, And exactly. people to, you know, do the miserable act of grant writing. Oh, it's, <laughs> it's so... <laughs> I'm in sales and I've written RFPs and, you know, I could talk to people on the phone and, and, you know, pitch products and talk about solutions and needs. That comes naturally to me. Grant writing? Yeah. I am horrific (laughs) at it. Uh, And and luckily I I brought on someone on board, Courtney Greenwood. She actually lives on Daniels Island um, and and she's helping us with grant writing now. And it's just vastly different and watching what I wrote and what she writes, uh, definitely the right decision to bring her on board. Glad you outsourced Um, that. Oh yeah. Because, you know, I was writing grants, but I was getting zero of them. Mm -hmm. Um, and and now based off of some of the feedback we're getting back, we're at least going to get some, uh, Mm -hmm. grants now. Yeah. And I attribute all that to her. Yeah. So So you are the person that was so passionate and so willing to start this, to dream this up, to self fund it. Why? So, uh, giving you a little bit of story of my background. Yeah, I'll give you the long Yeah. So, I went into the Marine Corps uh, 2005 after four years at the Citadel. Um, Well, let's take it even a little farther back than that. So, when I was four years old, (laughs) uh, my grandfather, who is a career Marine, uh, he's turning 90 July 21st, did three tours in Vietnam. Um, He lives and breathes the Marine Corps, even to this day. Um, Marine Corps League, helping with Toys for Tots, 
you know, if there's a way he can contribute to the Marine Corps or veterans of the Marine Corps, he still does it. Um, but when I was four, there's a picture that my grandmother gave me before she passed of me at Paris Island with two canteens on my waist, oh, uh, dog tags dangling, and a Marine Corps uh, cover on my head. At family day, where my grandfather brought me to, I think he was brainwashing me. It uh, worked. It absolutely <laughs> worked. So, From four years old, you were already <laughs> dressed and ready. Oh, yeah. And so I knew that I was going in the Marine Corps as long as I could remember, yeah. probably dating back to that incident. Um, so fast forward to a week before 9-11. I'm at the Citadel, and I just signed uh, my paperwork that I'm going to get commissioned into the Marine Corps. Um when I graduate. So, in my mind, I'm going into a peacetime. Mm-hmm. Um, when were you graduating? 2005. Okay. So, uh, I was a freshman or not yeah. at the Citadel in 2001, and it was literally the first couple of days of September, I signed the paperwork. Oh, wow. And so, fast forward to September 11th, we kind of knew what was going to happen. Um, and we all knew that, very likely, that the U.S. was going to war. Um, we didn't realize it would be this long of a war. And, and a lot of my classmates, Tim Krieger uh, being one of them, uh, I think he died uh, November 10th of 2006. He left the Citadel uh, to enlist in the Marine Corps because he was that passionate about it. He didn't want to miss the war. Um, and, and so Tim was a machine gunner, um, ended up getting killed by a sniper. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it was the Marine Corps' birthday, uh, 2006, if I remember correctly. Um, but it was things like that that just starts to take a toll on you hearing your, your friends and um, what you consider your family, um, yeah. you know, given the ultimate sacrifice. Um, fast forward uh, to 2005, I graduate. I go off to the basic school and I get my basic officer training and then I go to my various uh, occupation schools and I show up to my first unit and they're like, Hey, congratulations, you made it. Um, you're 22 years old, and all your life expect, or experiences, we're going to send you to advise an Iraqi battalion. What is that? What? Yeah, so I was like, okay, cool. Like, I thought it was an amazing opportunity, and I was on a team, a decently small team, but it was a phenomenal team. The best leaders I've ever been with. Um, one is actually... Um, I, I think he's on the 31st Mew, I could be, or the 11th Mew. It's the 11th Mew. He's a colonel in the Marine Corps now. He was a captain uh, when we worked together. Just phenomenal leaders. Um, but in all of my experience, and again, 22 years old, I've got zero life experiences. They want yeah. me to go and train these Iraqi officers on how to conduct war. I've never seen. You've never um, conducted a war? Yeah, and so uh, I get there, and I'm, I'm on my high horse until I get there, because I'm thinking, yeah. oh, you know, the Marine Corps thinks very highly of yeah, me. Yeah, you're all puffed up. Um, and, and I get there, and I look over to my counterpart. He's a lieutenant colonel in the Iraqi Army. Um, he has 20-something years of experience. He's been in the Iran War, the Iraq War or the uh, Kuwaiti war, and then uh, 2003 when we did the push into Iraq. So he's seen three uh, wars. Yeah. And, and I, I've got to advise this guy. And, and we ended up getting past that. Um, we ended up becoming really good friends and, and worked well together, extremely well. But while I was there, uh, they made a transition to us just training them to now we're conducting operations with them. They, they were pretty advanced for the Iraqi army. And so we would go on operations with them. Um, and this kind of begins the story of uh, where Warrior Wad comes from. In Valentine's Day of 2007, uh, we were doing a dismounted patrol uh, in Ramadi. Um, and it was the beginning of a big operation, Operation Murphy Burrow, where we were clearing Ramadi kind of like what we did in Fallujah in 2004 and then 2005. And, and our goal was to capture a high-value target uh, and bring him in um, and interrogate him. Um, and, and so we step off. I've got a Iraqi squad, and I've got a couple other enablers, so uh, other Americans that weren't necessarily Marines. They were just helping us. Um, and one of the Iraqis stepped on a pressure plate IED. 
um, and unfortunately, you know, was killed on the spot. And then the shrapnel hit several other people, myself included. Um, but it was one of those things where we had to continue the mission. Uh, and, and we had a whole battalion waiting on us to do this one thing. So we got through that piece. And it was also a time where the stigma was, if you want command in the future, if you want to be in charge in the future, you don't have mental health problems. You don't have physical limitations. So, like, you don't want to say that you... Exactly. And and so, you know, we saw a lot of casualties, a lot of traumatic uh, events in the the year that I was in Ramadi. Um, And and it all kind of built up. But I kept it deep down, right? And it's a shame because now having a little bit of life behind me, I look back and I was like, you know, it would have made me such a better leader if I took the uh, lead of get mental health help yeah. so that I showed everybody else that it's okay. Mm-hmm. Instead, I took a stance that I'm hard and, you know, nothing's going to affect me and it's just uh, uh, rolling off my back, but it really wasn't. Well, right? that's what you had seen. Yeah. Like, that's what leaders for you had shown you. Exactly. And you just didn't show emotion. Now, um, I went back in 2009, less chaotic environment, but it's, you know, still, it took a toll. And then in 2013, I made the decision to get out of the Marine Corps. Um, and I finally uh, approached the VA and was like, hey, I, I think I have some issues. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't think it, it was as bad as how other people suffer, but I, I definitely noticed that my quality of life was mm-hmm. different uh, For sure, yeah. Now. And, and anybody that sees that kind of stuff... It doesn't matter. You're you're coming home a little changed, yeah. right? Um, I feel like I was lucky enough that it didn't uh, impact me too much, but so I get to the, the, the VA. They start giving me antidepressants, um, and I my lifestyle just turned upside down. I was numb to everything. Uh, yes, some of the the thoughts and some of the the vivid dreams was going away, but on the flip side, my quality of life just decreased. I was numb. Uh, I couldn't function. My occupational and social functioning just was plummeting. So um, on a whim, and this is when I was in Houston, I've got to give a shout out to um, uh, C4 CrossFit out of Houston. They they were a mile away from my house, and I could run to my yeah run to the gym. And I like to run, or I used to like to run. I don't like it so much anymore. <laughs> but I could run to the gym, uh, work out, and run back in. At the time, it was like it was just the closest gym. If it was a Planet Fitness, I would have done the same thing. Yeah. Um, I didn't realize the community and you know how much they supported veterans, but I started showing up, and all of a sudden, PRs and mm-hmm. community and people encouraging, and I noticed that my dependency on antidepressants were going down. Now my addiction of CrossFit started going yeah. up, <laughs> uh, but it, it, you know it it stayed in the healthy realm. Mm -hmm. Um, and I had this community, you walk into a CrossFit gym and you see all these flags, Mm -hmm. you know, army flag, the Marine Corps flag, the Navy, air force, the U S and you feel the vibe and and CrossFit as a whole is just so welcoming to the veteran community. Mm -hmm. We did Murph yesterday. And if that doesn't give a a testament of how much CrossFit and the the community as a whole, uh, appreciates veterans, you know, I don't know what does. Mm -hmm. So over the next year, like I said, I found myself getting to a point where I didn't even need antidepressants anymore. Um, and it, it was through CrossFit that I was in a better place. My journey was going in the right direction. In 2019, uh, with my nine to five job, I got promoted to cover all of the Southeast. So from Texas to uh, North Carolina down to Florida. And we were living in Houston and I mean, Houston's nice, but it's not home, right? Yeah, you're from here, born and raised. Absolutely. And so at the time, my fiance, um, now my wife, uh, we were presented an opportunity to live anywhere in the Southeast. Mm -hmm. Didn't matter. And I looked at her one day and was like, what do you think about Charleston? And she's been here once over a weekend. And she was like, let's do it. Sure. She's a Texan. So that says a lot. She must really love you. 
Yes. No, she so doesn't. So I'm not easy. <laughs> no, not at all. And, and so she moved um, with me to Charleston, and it was interesting. Like a week before we showed up, um, I started reaching out to CrossFit gyms, mm-hmm. and one of those was Ironbridge. And Shannon and Donnie, love those uh, people. They're yeah. amazing, amazing people. But I reached out to Shannon, and it was one of those instantaneous. She responded. Yeah. Uh, it was so fast that that kind of blew me away. Um, the other gyms, not so fast. They all reached back out, yeah. and they were all welcoming. But Shannon is just another level of welcoming. Mm. And um, she even made a comment. I don't know if she remembers this. I still got the message in my phone. Oh. Um, she was like, listen, I'll if you need help, I'll have my coaches come help you unpack. Oh, yeah. And I was like you've not even met me and yeah. you're willing to open up uh, your community to me like this. Mm-hmm. So right then I knew that that was my home gym. Yeah. Um, and so that was June 19th of 2019. And so I think the next day I ended up going to Ironbridge for the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, and while I was there, Shannon's like, Hey, aren't you a veteran? Mm-hmm. I was like, I am. And she's like, so for the 4th of July, we do this week-long, everyday hero yeah. wad. Yeah. Uh, so one is dedicated to this person, one is this person. And I was like, oh, okay. And at the time, none of this really, like, I didn't know these people. Uh, and it's not the typical, the Chads or the Murphs. Or, um, it is homegrown hero wads, uh, which I love. And she goes... Do you have a veteran, or do you have someone in your life that you would want to honor with a hero wad? Oh wow! And I was like, I do, yeah, absolutely. So Josh Booth, classmate of mine in 2005, he was killed by a sniper the day I landed in Iraq. Mm-hmm. The first, and so my welcome to Iraq oh my was getting get a message that the, the, this guy, the guy that you know, I spent four years at the Citadel with, went to the basic school with, you know, and he was no longer with us. Um, so we did a hero wad in his honor and Shannon put it together. It was amazing. Oh, um, and yes. while we were there, she looks at me and goes, you need to go talk to Justin over there. Uh, yeah. Justin Riccio. And I was like, Oh, okay. Um, she's like, no, you know, I think his story will resonate with you pretty well. And, and so go talk to Justin. Justin had, didn't serve, but his older brother, Nick did mm-hmm. and his Older brother was in 2-2 during Fallujah, so he was in Karma, um, and got wounded in, in uh, combat, very similar to me. He came back with um, invisible wounds, just mm-hmm. like I did, uh, but his invisible wounds took him down the path of drugs and alcohol, yeah. um, and Justin kind of follows suit, because that's his older brother, right? And... and Unfortunately, uh, 10 years later, Nick ends up losing his life to substance abuse. Um, and, and I think it was a wake-up call for Justin, and he got into fitness. Mm-hmm. He got real into fitness. He's a, they placed third over the weekend. Yeah, I just saw them. Yeah. I mean, absolutely <laughs> incredible. Justin yeah. is a beast. The whole yeah, team is a beast. Yeah, they're very fit. Yeah. Congrats um, to them. Yeah, absolutely. But so um, having this conversation with Justin... And, and seeing how fitness helped him in his journey, although he's not a veteran, seeing what it did for him, yeah. um, that's where the genesis of Warrior Walk. So long story, I'm getting to no, it's a, great. a Thank point, you but it, it's, it was through my journey, and then individuals like Justin and, and other uh, veterans that I've worked with, hearing their story of how fitness got them out of their uh, demons and mm-hmm. it, uh, got past their invisible wounds. Um to me, something we had to do something, right? Mm-hmm. And at first, we started, you know, uh, donating to different veteran organizations. Uh, I had a side business that gave me mm-hmm. a little bit of uh, funding that I could do that kind of stuff. And every month, we would donate to someone else. Mm-hmm. And then we got to a point; it was like we could do so much more, you know. Um, and, and I'm passionate about veterans, and I'm passionate about fitness. Uh, and, you know, I know that there's other organizations that do that, but just kind of in a different model. Sebastian with VetWad, he's an amazing guy, and we work well mm-hmm. with each other. Um, but we just have a slightly different model. But mm-hmm. even if it was identical, you know, now we have a bigger reach. For sure. And, and yeah. so 
we decided to t- go on this journey of starting Warrior Wad, and it was a couple months before I was going to get married. Um, oh, so my wife was not very happy that I was going to undertake on this huge yeah. uh, endeavor of starting a business and a nonprofit, which if you've never started a nonprofit, <laughs> there's so much that you don't know. A lot about, of right? paperwork. Oh, the first it, thing you said, like 501c, yeah. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, the 501c3, like there it is. I had zero idea what I was getting into, yeah. but we went down this journey and my wife and I had like a real sit down conversation about it and we came to the conclusion is if we spend our lifetime doing this and our life savings and we save one person's life mm. um, and keep them from being one of those statistics, we've done uh, the work that we were meant to do. Yeah. And, and so that's what we're about is, you know, every day you hear the 22 a day statistic, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and depending on what you read, it's slightly different. Um, and, and so I don't like to get in the argument of whether it's 20 a day or 22 a yeah. day. At the end of the day, there's over 6,100 veterans that kill themselves a year. And that is a uh, certain fact, right? Oh, my God. Um, yeah. And then on top of that, this is a statistic that I heard, I guess now a month ago, that just astonished me. It blew me away. We have the 22 a day um from suicide, the, the mm. quick death and, and uh, losing their battle with their visible wounds and doing it quickly, right? There's an additional 30 veterans a day that lose their battle from substance abuse, uh, so drugs and alcohol. And a lot of those started with antidepressants. Oh, wow. And so when we do the math, again, I, I don't want to get in arguments of 20 a day or 22 a day, but when we get into that, that's at least 50 a day that are no longer with us because invisible wounds. Mm-hmm. And, and it generally starts with, they came home with, uh, they came home physically, but mentally the, the, some of it was left on the battlefield. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, that, that's what we're about. Yeah, that's super powerful. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, of course. It's, like you said, like it's astonishing to hear. And it's like, I like what you said. We're not trying to argue because 20 or 30, like it doesn't matter what the number is. One is too much. Absolutely. And for you, you realized, okay, I have some issues. My quality of life is decreasing. I need to get help. But how many people come home and they don't realize or they don't address it. And I feel like when you come home, it should just be addressed for you. Right, it should right. be like when you get off the plane, you've been to Mexico, now you got to go through customs to get back. It shouldn't, obviously, it wouldn't happen then, yeah. but it should just be something that is standard of, okay, like you've just been through this wild, crazy experience that, and your life is completely different now. These are the things we're going to set you up yep. with to just be proactive about it. Yeah. It's. So the Marine Corps, and I'm assuming all of DOD at the time that I was deploying, they had, and I forget the the technical term that they used, but when you came home, you were um, uh, isolated away from everyone. Quarantine, good word, since, you know. Yeah, I don't know what that means now. For two weeks to decompress, and it was a decompression time. But generally, it was just us sitting on base, looking at each other. Now, it was nice because we were with, the people that we've been with for a year and you know we get very close to them but I also was with them for a year and I've got family that I'm desperately wanting to see yeah that's so close um and and it stems from so if we go back to like World War II uh how did our soldiers and marines and airmen and sailors get to where they were going it was mostly on naval boats they would get on boats and they would cross Atlantic or cross the Pacific to mm-hmm. get whether it's um, uh, fighting against Japan or fighting against Germany. Um, but that journey took them two or three weeks where they mm-hmm. had a chance to decompress and get away from it, right? Now, unfortunately, shell shock and, and PTSD mm-hmm. is still rampant through uh, our World War II veterans and our Korea veterans and Vietnam veterans. But that, that was at least something. Um, and to your point, when we come home, like, let's go back to that stigma. Mm. You just, 
you keep moving. Now you start, and I remember coming home after my first deployment, it was like, all right, y'all got your two weeks. Now we're starting to train for our next deployment. Oh, wow. Yeah. And, And you just start moving and you get in that rhythm. What really occurred to me and when I realized that I was having an issue was I didn't have those Marines that walked a mile in my shoes to talk to. Um, and in any community, you get the, um, that kind of um, camaraderie mm-hmm. where you just relate, right? And other people, like, try to talk about CrossFit to someone that doesn't do CrossFit. Yeah, good it, point. It's kind of like try to talk to someone about combat that hasn't experienced mm-hmm. anything remotely close to that, right? Um, and then, so in 2013, I walked away from it, and I no longer had that. I was at the time living in New Orleans and then Mm. Houston, but there was no veterans around me. Um, And and so that I think was the biggest contributor. And so, you know, what is the right answer? I don't, I I don't know. Again, I'm not a doctor, but I think there needs to be a continuous community for veterans uh, after they leave. And that, that, that's why we brought in the battle buddy or the mentor. Mm-hmm. Um, depending on who on my board you talk to, it's either battle buddy or mentor, and both are very, very perfect words. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's why we do that, is now they have someone that relates to them, mm-hmm. and they can talk about anything. So yeah. yeah. I think one of the biggest things that people often see or, or say is, like, there's a lot of help out there that veterans might not know about. And, like... If they're not, you know, active, I'm sure a lot of these people aren't. I'm sure a lot of them are isolated. They don't, they don't know. They're not a part of the. I mean, they're a part of the VA, but you know, they're they're kind of hidden. Yep. Like, how do you get to those people? How do you show them? Hey, we have these organizations. Like, we have people to help you. Yeah. Because those are like we're trying to find people that are that are hidden. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I think it comes down to awareness. You know, uh, earlier we were talking about awareness and I, and I look at it threefold, you know, um, to run a nonprofit, we obviously need volunteers and we all obviously need donations and, and having awareness of those people, uh, that can contribute in that mm-hmm. fashion is great. But more importantly, our mission is to take care of the veterans. And so, uh, for our listeners, um, you know, if you, or a veteran, mm-hmm. or you have veterans in your life that need help, you know, Warrior Wall is a good starting point. And if I don't have the means, uh, maybe it's outside of our mission, I'm happy to point you in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Um, secretary Grimsley, and we talked about this a little bit as well, he's now the Secretary of the Veterans Affairs for South Carolina. Uh, it's a new position, um, and I think a much needed, and he has the background, Silver Star recipient. That's a new position. I'm just like still getting yep. over. There yep. wasn't a Veterans Affairs like secretary. Yeah, no. like someone who runs it. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> so then what was it? You know, it was just uh, loosely ran by the National Veterans Affairs. Okay. Is my yep. understanding. Now, yep. I'm not in that community, so I'm not really sure. Okay. But I know that Secretary Grimsley was just added to that yeah. and he's been making a lot of wakes and changing things and one of the things is the low country veterans engagement team mm-hmm. uh, and there was one in the midlands and there's one in the upstate and his idea is we're a coalition or a task force of organizations va is part of that i'm a part of that vantage point um adaptive golf up in the upstate uh lots of these organizations that we work together so that if you're a veteran and I'm supporting you with exercise and nutrition and all of a sudden through a conversation with my mentor or my battle buddy, we find out that you're financially just mm-hmm. suffering, right? Then I'm going to look at maybe Vantage Point or another organization that can help you make a transition to another job or give you a, uh, a long-term loan at 0% or, mm-hmm. you know, there's so many resources uh, and there's so many organizations that are coming out, especially um, since we started OIF, OEF. There's just been such a uh, desire to help veterans different than what we saw in Vietnam. But the problem is, is that there's so many that it gets kind of lost. Mm-hmm. And, and so what uh, Secretary Grimsley's trying to do uh, is make sure that we have this ability to referral across organizations and take yeah. care of these veterans so that 
they don't fall through the cracks and they don't get exactly. lost. Um, it takes the awareness of these veterans knowing that they have this at their disposal. Yeah. And, and so I can't speak to all states, but for the veterans of South Carolina, start with one organization mm-hmm. and, and see what they can help. If you're suffering, um, there's no pride in it. There, It's about taking care of yourself so you can take care of those that you love, right? Um, start with the organization. And, and if they don't have the means, they'll refer you out to someone else that mm-hmm. does have the means to take care of you. But as a South Carolina resident and as a veteran, you should not have to suffer. Yeah. So One of the hardest parts about it is saying that you need help and like starting that journey and you know like it's maybe been years since someone has been to war and then they're like oh okay now I need help now I need to go do this where do I reach out like how do I do that and like the more that we can decrease those barriers and here's what you do if you feel like this here's what you do if you've just been to war yeah yeah and I'm sure, obviously, you can speak to that a lot well, a lot better than I can. But it just seems like there needs to be more of a a process, not like, "Hey, you good? Yeah, you right, got your two right. weeks? Okay, let's get started again." Because yeah. you're trying to learn how to live in a completely different world again, and then you probably are like deployed again, and it's just like well, you're it's... constantly having to adapt while still processing what you just went through and. Like, what we know about humans and stress and change with all... I mean, I'm sure everyone realizes it in the past few years. These big times of stress and transition and change impact us a lot. But we typically just kind of get through it. And then at the end, where we can breathe and and look around and rest is then when we start to process it. Yeah. And, like, we have to make sure that people know, one, that's okay. You're human. Like you said, you have these invisible wounds. And... Two, there's help for you. And the other piece, um, the biggest objection I hear from veterans that are home and uh, is there's so many people worse off than I am. Oh, yeah. And, and, I mean, uh, to talk about the camaraderie and, and to, you know, show what we feel for each other, you know, it's about the person on your left and right when you're deployed, right? Um we come home and we still have that. This guy is so much worse than I am, you know, but you're still suffering and you can't help him. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm an avid skydiver. I've got like 4,000 skydives. And, oh, wow. and um, I, I always get kind of a chuckle when I get into a Delta or uh, American plane because it's nice and it's lush and it has mm-hmm. oxygen masks that come from the roof and everything. Cause when you skydive, you don't have that. Uh, but I always equate it to when the flight attendant mm-hmm. says, uh, in the event of emergency, an oxygen mask falls, you put yours on first before helping someone else. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and so that objection to me it is kind of in the same vein. You've got to help yourself before you can help those that you think are worse off than you. Yeah. And through our program, if you get to a point that you're doing well, you become a graduate of our program um, and and you're able to run with it yourself, we ask you to be a mentor. Mm -hmm. So we will give you the tools and get you to a point where now you can help others out. Mm -hmm. And and I think that that is the powerful piece um, is, yes, it is still about the left and right. And there may be people that are suffering worse than you are, but we can't get to them unless we get you to the point where you Mm -hmm. need to be. And like, you know, that... How do, you, how do you quantify suffering? And just because someone is maybe suffering, quote-unquote, worse, you're still suffering. Yep, yep. How, as a veteran, how do you apply? How do you get started? How does that work? Yeah, so our website is warriorwad.org, um, and there's a tab that says join our uh, program. Mm-hmm. Um, and on our website, it's a super quick, I think it's three or four questions. Um, really, it's... Were you, did you serve? Are you a veteran? How would this help you? Um, and then based off of that, there's an automation that happens um, that sends out the full um, mm. uh, application. And, and so once you fill that out, uh, one uh, housekeeping item on that, we ask you to submit your DD-214 to, to verify that you were indeed in the military. Mm-hmm. 
I desperately am requesting everyone to black out their social security. Oh, goodness. Um, (laughs) Do not send me your D214 with your social security. Uh, Use a permanent marker or whatever. Uh, I don't want to have that information um, at all. On file. So (laughs) You don't want uh, to be responsible for that? Nope. Yeah. Nope. And and so the application, it asks about your time and service. Then it asks about kind of your mental well-being. Um, and then it will ask about your fitness and nutrition mm-hmm. uh, currently. Um, and, and what we do with that is the mental health stuff, that stays with us. We need that information to help us fund future mm-hmm. uh, grants. And, and yeah. that shows results. And, and so we'll track that across the, the time mm-hmm. that we work together. Um, but that goes to nobody but us. Yeah. Um, unless you specifically ask us to send it to someone. But... We haven't had that happen before. Mm-hmm. Um, I ask you, uh, and you could decline this, but I ask, is it okay if I share uh, your physical, um, your fitness and nutrition information to the gym and mm-hmm. the nutritionist? Yeah. It just gives them a leg up of trying to help you out. Yeah. Um, if you don't want us to, we won't do it. It's completely up to you. But the the application, it, it's a little daunting, I think, uh, but... It gives us all the tools that we need to really get you into the program and get you where you need to go. Because I'm going to look at this and I'm going to assign a mentor and a nutrition mm-hmm. coach based off of um, who I think is best to support you. Yeah. The gym, that you tell me what gym you want to go to. Um, it could be Orange Theory, Pilates, Jiu-Jitsu, CrossFit. That's up to you. You just let us know what city... Uh, which gym, and then a point of contact that I could call and pay it on your behalf. Mm-hmm. Um, after that, every single month, we ask that you fill out a survey. And it's a very condensed version of what you did in the uh, yeah. application. But that shows us the progression. Yeah. And if you're doing better, great. You know, we're, we're super happy about that. But if you're not improving, then that gives us the ability to you tweak. Yeah. Yeah, tweak it, uh, adjust it reach out and find out how we can better support. Um, every two weeks, uh, the veteran will talk to their nutrition coach and they'll talk to um, their mentor, their mm-hmm. battle buddy. And uh, the battle buddy is providing us a little bit of subjective. Uh, hey, you know, I talked to Phil and you know he seems to be doing very well. You know, there, He had one concern about this. Mm-hmm. And we asked the battle buddies, don't force a conversation. If it just naturally comes out in uh, conversation, then great. Uh, if you, there's nothing relevant this week, don't put anything in there. But this is, again, another fail-safe for us to uh, start identifying that you're either improving or not improving um, and, and allow us to give you the resources you need. Yeah. So So as a member just of the community, yeah. now, how can you participate? So... Or how can you donate? How can you be involved in yeah. your So th- there's various different ways. Um, if you're in the fitness community uh, and you're avid in your gym, you know, one of the things that we're asking for is to gym memberships or mm-hmm. gyms to offer free gym memberships mm-hmm. or six months gym memberships. The benefit is, is that um, after that six months, now you have a paying member. You have someone that's bought into it, right? Mm-hmm. So th- there's some longevity there, and there is a return on investment. But you also get the ability to say, I am supporting this veteran, and I'm taking care of it. I'm part of the solution. Mm-hmm. So that's a part of it. Uh, if you're a gym owner, please consider that piece. Um, if you are avid CrossFitter, Orange Theory, low F45, um, have a conversation with your coach about it. Uh, Orange Theory is doing donation classes for us, mm. which is in- incredible. Uh, Ashley over in Mount Pleasant, Orange Theory, Mount Pleasant, uh, approached us and said, this is something I want to do for you. Mm-hmm. Jane over on Savannah Highway, mm-hmm. uh, she's doing yeah. the same thing as well. Yeah. So um, those are ways, but if you just want to contribute on your own, uh, our website, there's a donation link. It's, mm-hmm. again, warriorwad.org slash donate. We make it as simple as possible. You could put it in someone's honor. You could do it anonymously. It's up to you. Um, but it doesn't matter if it's $5 or $10,000. It goes towards our veterans. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the last thing 
Uh, if you are someone that is uh, interested in competing in one of our events for PTSD Awareness Month, we have the I Got Your Six event, which is a virtual competition. Um, and we built it as a team event because PTSD, we want to rely on each other, lean on each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where the name I Got Your Six came from. Yeah. Um, and it, it's three workouts over a weekend. You can do it in any fashion. Um, do it all in one day or one each day. Yeah. You can do it in any order. Uh, unless you think you're going to podium, it's a great fundraiser, right? Yeah. Um, we do have some prizes for... Um, first, second, and third, and all the divisions, and um, we have some amazing giveaways. So, I got to give some shout outs to Element 26, Hero Barbell, Born Primitive. Um, I'm gonna forget some Anchors of Life here, mm. Claire, Clarity Clarity Nutrition. Yeah, um, why am I forgetting some of these? There's there some amazing people, yeah. uh, um. Stamina Pro, the patches, mm. uh, they're all contributing free stuff for us to donate yeah. or, or uh, give away yeah. uh, to people that register. So if you just registered, you have a really good chance <laughs> of winning so, uh, weight belts. Tupu yeah. gave us a custom weight belt. That's awesome. Element 26 gave us 20 weight belts. Oh, my goodness. To just give out. Yeah. Um, when is this competition? 24 through okay. 27 June. So the 27th of June is National PTSD Awareness Day. Okay. All of June is uh, Awareness Month. Okay. Yeah. Um, so we picked that weekend. Yeah. Uh, and, and so this is the shirt. The, the colors uh, we, we've used are uh, the PTSD uh, colors. Mm. So... Um, but yeah, that, that's the idea. If I would have thought about it, I would have just turned around and showed you all the sponsors on the back. Um, <laughs> that's funny. So there's gyms around here also that are like yes, hosting that. Yes. Okay. So um, uh, Betsy and Scott up in, at um, Sacred Pines, yeah. um, they're doing an incredible job uh, getting people together. They're doing it the weekend before. So mm-hmm. is that the 17th and the 18th? I'm yeah. trying to do quick math. Um, and, and they will host it. One, their Friday workout will be workout number one, mm. and then uh, for Saturday uh, they'll bring all the teams in and they'll do workout two and workout three. Yeah, um, which is incredible. So teams of how many? Two. Two. Yep. Um, male, female. Male, male, male female, okay. female. Gotcha. And then we've got um, RX scaled and masters as nice. well. Yeah. So. Um, and then Iron Bridge is opening up their open gym to mm-hmm. and open up the uh, time of their open gyms further. Uh, yeah. Fox Den is doing something as well. Um, I feel terrible because I know I'm forgetting one locally. Hustle One, uh, okay. I did Murph with them yesterday, nice. and James uh, seems to be that he wants to do something for us as well. Yeah. And then we've got gyms like uh, CrossFit Invictus uh, yeah. that's uh, hosting it for us. Uh, Justin Wright out of Boston, uh, he just connected with us, and yeah. um, they're going to host it. Uh, CrossFit Sumter, uh, Amy up there, she's one of the coaches. Um, she's really uh, had some momentum getting mm-hmm. teams to register, and so I'm going to go up there on the uh, 24th and yeah. bring them a bunch of hot dogs and hamburgers, and yeah. we're going to grill out uh, and make a huge event of it. Yeah. And that's what a lot of gyms are doing. They're doing the event, uh, the, the the three workouts, and then they're having this big barbecue afterwards mm-hmm. or uh, community get-together and just really galvanizing their community uh, around a cause. Yeah. So, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. that's So June itself is PT, PTSD Awareness Month, and then June yep. 27th. Is okay. the day, yeah. Yeah, awesome. And so how do you participate if you're not a part of the gym, like if anyone's listening? Yeah, so uh, anybody can do it from anywhere. Okay. Uh, I, I would recommend uh, dropping into a gym if yeah. you're, you're uh, a garage gym athlete. Yeah. Uh, I think the, the limitation will be a rower. There's one workout okay. that has a rower oh, in it. Oh, come on. Yeah, I know. It <laughs> was a mile rower. run. Um, okay. And so, so Justin, we talked about Justin and his brother Nick. Yeah. Uh, and this is, you know, I think a very... Um, personal reason why we we have the the rower in there 
we're doing Rikio's Hero Wad. Oh, and yeah. it's traditionally a one mile run on the front end and one mile on the back end, mm-hmm. kind of like Murph. Right. Yeah. But it's hard to judge that for piece. sure. So yeah. we change it to a rower, um, but because of how important Justin's brother Nick is to our organization and kind of the genesis of us, uh, you know, we we needed to yeah. include that. And if you want to hear his story on our Instagram page, uh, Justin has a two or three minute. Um, uh, video that mm-hmm. he put together for to talk about his brother and how important it is. So, yeah. very, very powerful. Yeah. So, for any veterans that are listening, what is one thing that you like wish that every veteran knew that you could tell them? Yeah. Uh, you know, getting mental health help is not a strike against your ego or anything that you have accomplished. Um, if anything, it makes you a better father, mother, uh, husband, wife, uh, son, daughter. By getting uh, the help that you deserve, you're taking care of those around you. Um, so if you're suffering in even the slightest, go and get help. Um, whether it's through Warrior Watt or it's through the VA or any of the other organizations that are opening their arms to help you with PTSD, find find some peace. Yeah. So, thank you so much, Phil, for sharing. Yeah, of course. Thank you for sharing your story and all about Warrior Watt. Yeah, it's my pleasure. Thank you. Yeah, thank you everyone for listening. Thank you so much for joining us, everyone. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Head on over to Instagram. Find us at Healthy Charleston. Leave us a review on iTunes. If you ever have any topics you want us to talk about or guests you want to bring on, feel free to DM us. Otherwise, thanks again.